Welcome back listeners, I'm Katie Shepard and I'm Carissa Kane. And we're so excited for today. Today we're talking about belief systems. Last week we talked about bitter root judgments and expectations. So if you didn't catch that, go back to that podcast. It's really awesome. But today we are talking about belief systems. Yes. And belief system is my ballpark. I actually have a pretty cool story about how God was just like revealing all of these ungodly beliefs that I had about myself, that I had about towards the world, even about him. Mm. Um, So... Let's just dive right on in. Um, Ungodly beliefs, what are they? So ungodly beliefs are basically um, beliefs that we have that that do not match up with scripture. Um, A lot of times they can manifest and reveal themselves um, when we are highly emotional or being triggered or um, upset, angry, like all these, I would say, negative emotions that we experience. There could be an ungodly belief attached to that. So that's part of the process of... Our healing journey is, are we, do we need to forgive? Do we need to repent? Is there an ungodly belief that I may be moving out of? Um, They're all kind of connected, guys, um, if you will. It's almost like a a web. They're all intertwined. Yeah. Would you say they're similar to lies that we believe? Oh, Ungodly belief and lies are kind of like... Yeah, the same. Yep. Okay. And in, in the counseling world, they'll they name those maladaptive schemas. So maladaptive schemas, um, for those that are familiar with this term, are belief systems that actually get instilled in children when they are very, very young. Mm. A lot of times it's basically how they just take in what's going on around them, how they view themselves, yeah. how they view the world, how they view their environment and those that are around them. And anytime it's defiled, um, anytime that it, there's an error in that belief, that's what's called maladaptive because mm. that's an incorrect way of viewing something. Wow. Yeah. So, and then in the, in the church, we call it ungodly beliefs. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So they're very much connected. So how I came to Unmasked Ministries is really reveals a lot of these ungodly things that I was moving from. I knew at a very young age that I loved helping people. I mm-hmm. loved to sit with um, my classmates. Like I was that kid on the playground that would leave my group of friends if I saw someone sitting alone crying or just looked sad. And I would go and I would ask them what was wrong and then I would just sit there and listen. And it's actually on my grade cards, like throughout elementary, oh my, my teachers noticing this yeah. and um, exhorting me, if you will, in that mm. way. So like even at a very young age, I knew that there was like this counselor within me and I ran from it because a lot of people were telling me that there's no, there's, there's not a living in counseling, especially where I come from is the Midwest. This was back in the nineties. Counseling really wasn't if you will, a profession. (laughs) People don't go to counseling. They just pull their their, um, straps from the boots and they just kind of get over it, right? Um, Yeah, how'd that work for everyone? (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) not too well. So I I was like discouraged into Mm. moving into counseling. God really like sought me into it. Um, And a long journey process, I finally um, obeyed him and I went to grad school. Mm -hmm. And I went through the, almost the entire program and I'm sitting in my classroom And all of a sudden, I kind of had a moment of all these things are fantastic knowledge. Mm -hmm. There's great techniques. There's great ways on how to manage certain symptoms or certain personality disorders that somebody may be struggling with. And I get to teach them and help them manage their symptoms, even bring some relief to these symptoms. So I don't undermine what what the world teaches in that regard. Mm -hmm. But it was almost like I'm teaching them how to manage these. I'm not bringing them healing. Mm. And I kind of felt hopeless. Like, 
what's the point of all of this? Why, God, why did you call me into a profession like this where there's no hope? Like, I don't want to teach someone how to manage something. I want to teach them how to be healed from something. Mm -hmm. And right then and there, I did not know it at the time. This came years later of growing my relationship with Christ. But the ungodly belief was that Jesus doesn't heal today. Whoa. Because I didn't believe that he healed today. I couldn't even think for the fact that, hey, maybe I'm what's missing in the world and that's why they're managing symptoms and not being healed wow so actually i came to bound down um through a miraculous thing that the lord literally just handed to me and um the first encounter i had was joyce who at the time was the director of unmasked ministries and i got connected pretty quickly with inner healing because right then and there i'm like this is it yeah oh my gosh this is it this is the very thing that the world is missing Mm -hmm. inner healing is very similar to what I'm learning in school. It's just with a biblical perspective, which there is biblical counseling. There's biblical counseling tracks and there are biblical counselors out there. But what's missing is that they're not welcoming Mm -hmm. Jesus. They're not welcoming the Holy Spirit to actually be doing the healing right then and there. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I got to be a part of this. So I started volunteering, started to learn all these things, getting equipped and God was just like showing me all these things that like I was believing that were not of him. And so he just started capturing, helping me capture my thoughts. How do you, when God starts revealing all of these ungodly beliefs, like how can you help the listeners to understand how to identify an ungodly belief? How do you mm-hmm. identify that? Because you're talking about how he just starts revealing all of these things. How do we identify ungodly beliefs or lies? Right. There, there's definitely a pattern to our thinking Um, And a lot of times there'll be similarities. So for instance, when I was very, very young, my parents got a divorce and I was two years old. And for small children to have the understanding that it's not all about them is not there yet. That doesn't come until their teens, basically. (laughs) And I'm thinking as a two-year-old, my dad left because of me. And so instantly, the enemy can come in and defile that. And so now I have this ungodly belief that the world would be better off without me. And so what happens is like those thoughts or very similar to those thoughts will reappear every time life gets hard. Whether it's a traumatic event or maybe I'm just really stressed with school or maybe somebody said something really mean and hateful to me and I just think, oh, the world would be better off without me. Or I start struggling with depression depression is usually rooted in Mm. the world would be better off without me um and so that's just one of the ways that you can like identify identify kind of if it keeps surfacing in those desperate moments is what i'm hearing you saying yeah exactly i mean and that's why i say it's so important to write down our thoughts even if they don't make sense at the time or even if it doesn't flow because it will reveal patterns of your thinking and then you'll be able to identify if there's an ungodly belief and i know this sounds so silly but a lot of times when lies are revealed in our sessions, mm-hmm. it's like we have to help people understand why it's a lie. Because sometimes lies seem like a half-truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when we're helping people identify that it's a lie, we mm-hmm. have to pair it with Scripture. So right. using your example, how did you come against that? So one of the things I love telling people, because a common question that we get a lot or that I get a lot is, how do I know if I'm hearing God, if I hear God's voice? Yeah. Well, there's only three voices that you hear. You hear the Lord's voice, you hear your voice, and you hear the enemy's voice. 
Well, the enemy, he can sometimes sound a lot like Jesus, mm-hmm. right? But he doesn't speak truth in its entirety mm-hmm. because he can't. It's impossible for mm-hmm. him. But he will give true facts. So a lot of times what he'll do is he'll say half truth, mm-hmm. but he doesn't give you the whole truth. Therefore, it's not even truth. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, um, I when I lost my son, I that, that lie, let me say, that lie got dormanted for me. Um, not that my life was easy from the time I was in college to now, it wasn't, but I was able to capture things a lot faster. And so whatever thoughts were surfacing, I was capturing them, okay? Mm-hmm. But this one was dormant, because this was a deep one. This was a big one that actually was attached to my identity. And when I lost my son, that was that was a really dark place for me. And so I was quick to say, I wish I would have died so he could have lived. Mm-hmm. And immediately, there was this like, this reverence of fear, like God came upon me and was angry that I said that because what am I, what am I doing? I'm part, I'm now partnering with death and saying, I don't want to live, which I, that's not what I meant, but it was revealing this ungodly belief that the world would be better off without me. Mm. Whereas Kenyon could still be here. And so by capturing that thought, right, God revealed that if you would have left, right? You, your kids would have been raised without you Mm. and more trauma, more harm would have come upon them and a generation. Your husband could now then be a single dad with four kids, not three. Mm. And that would have been very hard for him because that would change everything. Mm. Like I have your heart and I can heal you. Mm. So what the enemy was doing was trying to get me to believe that life would be better if Ken was still here because no mother wants to lose a child. Mm. So it sounds okay. And if I were to say that to somebody, somebody may not have even correct me because they're like, oh, I get it. I think, I actually think I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. But what you're doing is you're coming along the enemy and you're agreeing mm-hmm. that life would be better off without me. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? I immediately renounced it. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, God. I renounce this in the name of Jesus. Please forgive me. I repent for even coming into agreement back when I was a kid. Cause God then gave me a memory mm-hmm. of when it came in yeah. and I repented of when it came in. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately I walked through forgiveness with my parents because of the doors. And I think that's key is to going back like, and that's what happens when we allow ourselves to take time to process again Mm -hmm. and just sit before the feet of Jesus and pray into these things. He revealed that memory to you. And that's so important because you're getting to the root of it. Yeah. You know, and it's all in his timing. But if we position ourselves and say, God, I'm ready. I'm done with dealing with this lie. Come and move. Have your way. Break this thing off. He's a good father and he's going to come because he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times we, we get this, we get stuck in this thing of like, why doesn't God heal me today? He does want to heal (laughs) and he does heal you. Mm. So you got to sometimes look within and say, God, what are you trying to show me? Mm. Like, is there something here that is keeping you from, or keeping me from receiving Mm. healing in the fullest? Yeah. You know? So, so that's why I love when like that this is this is the important piece of people to understand that when we allow the healer in the room to help us with that healing mm. process healing will take place yeah. because what you're doing is you're now allowing holy spirit to come and to reveal because sometimes we don't remember mm-hmm. and that's something that we learn in in school and that science teaches us is that babies 
are affected by stimulus, mm. which means there could be two parents in the other room fighting and yelling and the baby hears it and it feels this crumbling attack of like its safety and security yeah. is coming apart. But when this baby is 10 years old, has no memory of that fight. But what it's what does is the body remembers. Yeah. And so anytime there's loud calamity, there's yelling, there's screaming, that love connection that they're supposed to have is broken and then they can have fear come up anxiety can come up and they can start to be triggered by loud noises um so it's important that we allow the holy spirit to be in the room when we're walking through these healings because he can expose these things he can expose with a memory or um even with a word Mm -hmm. and that word can maybe resonate with with somebody be like oh my gosh this is it this is the root Mm -hmm. so if we are trying to walk out our healing apart from the spirit, we may be able to manage the symptoms and find some relief, but we will Oof. not experience true healing. No, not at all. And I'm just reminded of the scripture of the importance of abiding in him. That's mm-hmm. what abiding yeah. in him looks like, you know, like inviting him into every moment of your day. Yeah. When you get offended, when you get triggered, Lord, what is going on here? Reveal yourself to me. Absolutely. Um, so abiding is key, I think, in, in revealing the lies that we believe. Yeah. Um, for anybody that's listening, how would you say, like, if they're struggling with the lie, mm-hmm. what would you say to them of, as far as, like, walking out their healing? What are some key yeah. tips of, like, how to come against that lie? Yeah. But then continue in to it. Walk Does it that make that's, sense? Yeah. yeah, I actually had this thought... Um, before you ask the question, was a, a lot of times what we see with those who hear the gospel and they're coming to Christ. And in that moment, they're experiencing Jesus's love for them. And they know that he is God. And they know that he is He is true and that he is the truth in the way, in the life. And I want to follow him. But what happens is there is a lifetime full of ungodly beliefs that may have come in from defilement from traumas from sin of others Mm -hmm. done upon us or even our own sin that we may have fallen into and so part of that walking out and that relationship with christ is renewing your mind and i that for me romans 12 2 is what really came to life when i really started to pursue my relationship with christ Mm -hmm. because he was showing me you have a lifetime of hurt you have a lifetime of of seeing the world in an ungodly way and I want to restore these lenses of yours because I want you to move in love. I want to soften your heart, give you a heart of flesh because right now it's a stone. And so part of that is just taking the time to process. Don't you don't need to be in fearful. You don't need to be quick and blame yourself. You don't want to fall into this this idea of self-pity because that truly is pride. Mm. But you do want to take the time and say, "Okay, Lord, I'm angry here." Mm. Anger is okay. Sometimes yeah. it's okay to be angry. Yeah. And he's like, be angry. Yeah. It's okay, but do not sin. Mm-hmm. But then there's some times where there, the anger is so severe mm-hmm. that you can't help but fall into sin. And so it's like, Lord, what is, what, is, what is here? What am I believing that is causing me to react in such a way? Mm-hmm. And he'll, he'll reveal it. He'll expose it. So do you think that most time when a lie is operating... There's an emotion that can be attached to oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the layers of our thoughts goes from you have a thought, and then you'll have a emotion attached to that thought, and then you'll experience the feeling. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people think emotions and feelings are the same. They're absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Emotion is a psychological emotion. It is something that you may fear like anger or love or joy. Feeling is the outward natural response. So, for instance... If I'm being triggered by a dog barking, 
um, because I, I got bit by a dog when I was five. And all of a sudden I'm walking down the street and there's a dog and I'm starting to feel anger and fear. It may cause me to feel, right? Or I'm experiencing that emotion of anger and fear, but I am experiencing tightness. I'm experiencing the cold sweats. All of a sudden I just want to run. That is a feeling of like terror really, yeah. you know? Um, but there is a difference. So thoughts have emotions attached to them mm-hmm. and those emotions will then cause you to feel a physical response. Wow. That's really powerful the way you explained it. So once we identify the lies mm-hmm. through the work of the Holy Spirit, we have these lies that we've been walking in. Mm-hmm. What are the next steps? So the next steps would be, you've already captured this thought, right? And now you got to make it obey Christ. So mm-hmm. what does that look like? How mm-hmm. do you make your, your lie obey Christ? So what you want to do is you want to first repent because you have allowed this lie to attach itself to you and you've may have been walking in sin because of this lie. So first, you want to repent of believing in this lie. And why? Because God says this, Mm -hmm. right? And then if you fell into sin because of this lie, then you want to repent of those sins that you have fallen into. Mm -hmm. Also, you want to ask the Holy Spirit, is there someone I need to forgive? Mm -hmm. Is there something that somebody said or did to me that caused this lie to come in? Is there something that I saw that caused me to see the world in an ungodly way. So you definitely want to walk through repentance and forgiveness. I'm so glad you mentioned that because with like forgiveness and repentance and saying, God, please forgive me for this lie to come in. Mm -hmm. I can see so many people struggling with that if words were spoken over them by parents or teachers or whatever. And they they might think, well, it would have never come in if they didn't speak that over me, which possibly could be true, right? Right. right? But there's a reality repentance is so key to your healing mm-hmm. and it's even in the most traumatic situations yeah. that happen to people when they're very young at some point in their life they've decided to step into that sin of unforgiveness bitter judgments whatever it is right there's usually one thing you can at least one thing yeah. that yeah. you can repent of and so i'm i'm glad you mentioned that it reminds us to continue to be humble right. in our healing right we are i mean we want to be quick to take the log out of our own eye right before we point out the speck in our brother so oh, yeah. be quick to like look is there something within me that I need to work on first yeah um before we even go out and try to mm-hmm. minister to others you yeah. know um so if there's if there's a known sin or if there is known unforgiveness within your heart deal with it now mm-hmm. do not delay Oofed. amen to that Abba, we thank you for today. And we thank you for how you have your hand upon our lives and how you have anointed this podcast for our listeners. And I know right now you are ministering to their hearts. So Lord, I pray for strength to overcome the pain and the struggle Mm. that they are experiencing so they can walk out their healing. I pray that you give them courage to face the dark things that have come in and defiled them, Lord. I pray that they're experiencing your love, your safety, your covering over them. And as you invite them into a relationship with you, You are refining them. You are restoring them to their youth. You are cleansing them of the defilement that has been done to them Mm -hmm. and the defilement that they may have done themselves because you have grace and you are merciful and you love deeply. Mm -hmm. So Father, we thank you for what you are doing right now. In Jesus' name.
We love you and we praise you. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, make sure to join us next time. We're going to be talking about identity. Woo woo. See you then.